0: If you deal with chronic anxiety, you've probably noticed that your life seems to happen in three very distinct phases, probably 90 to 95% of your life is spent in anxious anticipation of the next big stressor or dealing with the next big problem. In other words, the vast majority of your time is spent worrying about things that either haven't happened yet, or may or may not happen ever. A relatively small portion of your time is spent actually experiencing or dealing with these stressors. And the smallest of the three phases of your life is relief that comes after solving a problem or successfully navigating a stressful event. The relief always seems to last much, much shorter than what we anticipate. Minutes, maybe hours if we're lucky, probably not days. Because no matter how big a stressor was and how long you were sitting in that anxious anticipation, you've probably noticed that as soon as it's over, it is not long at all before the next stressor comes along to take its place. And life essentially feels like an endless string of problems with almost no breaks in between. This pattern happens because of something I call the worry bin. Today, I'm going to break down for you what that is and give you some strategies to actually get more relief from your anxiety. But really quick, before I get into that, I just want to introduce myself so you know who you're listening to. I go by Dr. Scott. I'm a licensed psychologist. I am the author of the book For When Everything is Burning, and I'm the owner of the North Star Psychological Center, which is a mental health private practice in eastern Iowa. My specialties are dealing with people who have moderate to severe symptoms of depression and anxiety, as well as co-occurring conditions like eating disorders or post-traumatic stress disorder. The worry bin is not an actual physical structure in your brain. It's a function in your brain caused by the combined functioning of several brain structures. In other words, your brain basically has this certain amount of space, and I don't mean physical space. By space, I mean mental energy, like how much of your thoughts go back to this thing. You have a certain amount of mental space that is reserved for stress and worry. And the more severe your anxiety disorder, essentially that means the larger this container is. And this is the container that I call the worry bin. You can only conceptualize a finite amount of anxiety at any given time. Ultimately, we're all dealing with multiple stressors simultaneously in our lives. But usually you probably find that you tend to be focused on one big picture one that your brain probably keeps coming back to over and over and over again. And so the majority of space in this worry bin is taken up by this one big thing. And that can give us the illusion that once we solve or get through that one big thing, that suddenly your worry bin is gonna be almost empty, that you will essentially have the feeling of like having taken out the mental garbage in your brain and that for a while at least, you're just gonna have this free space and that you're going to feel more relaxed and more calm or more at ease. But if you deal with chronic anxiety, you probably already know that that's mostly a lie because your brain always seems to manage to keep the worry bin full. And as soon as you take something out of it, something else gets put back in almost instantaneously. And I'll give you a great example of this that I experienced just recently. My biggest worry from probably October through December was getting my practice up and running because the period of time between me making the decision to leave my previous job and start my clinic here, the North Star Psychological Center, and that clinic actually opening was much shorter than the ideal time frame in which to do that. So I was really rushing to like build furniture, get all my paperwork in order, get credentials, get business cards made. There's so many little things that go into this. And really, it probably should be a five or six month time frame. And for me, it was about a two month time frame. And I had an exact date. Uh, December 4th was our opening date. And so there were a certain amount of things I wanted to have done by December 4th. And that was like 90% of my stress during this two-month period of time was, these are all the things I have to do. And it felt like, and and, and I've been in this game long enough to know, I've I've been dealing with anxiety nearly my whole life, probably my whole life, if I'm honest, although I don't really remember being a kid that well. Um, I've been in this game long enough to know, once you're open, you're not just going to be at peace for three months or six months until some big stressor happens, but somehow it gets me every time. It really does. And even though I know better, I know so much better that I'm teaching you guys about it. There's still a part of me that's like, oh, I just can't wait. I'll just feel so much better once I'm open. Like that's just going to be such a big stressor off my mind. And it was for half a day, like the first half of the day, Monday, December 4th, building was open, the building was ready, people showed up, like everything happened the way it was supposed to. And I had a few hours of, of peace, of genuine peace and joy. It was an excitement. It was It was a really good day. And before I even walked out the door that day, I started to think about, am I going to make enough money? Like and, and then that became all of the space that got filled up in my worry bin, all of this empty space in my brain that for just a moment experienced this peace and this calmness. All of that energy, all of that attention, then just shifted to financial stressors. And I'm sure that once I am assured, I'm, that that's still what it is today because I'm still getting credentialing and billing and everything set up. And there's a part of me right now that thinks, once you get all that set up, all oh, then, then peace of mind is gonna come your way and everything's gonna be fine. And it's gonna be smooth sailing from there. And I know that's a lie. I don't know what the next thing to fill that space in my worry bin is gonna be, but I know something will. I know that this is not gonna be the first time in my life when my worry bin just stays nearly empty for a prolonged period of time, time excuse me, because that is not how brains work and that is not how anxiety works. I'm telling you this not because I want you to stop trying to solve problems in your life. You know, it's it's not like it was a bad idea for me to get all my work done to open the clinic. I did genuinely need to do those things. And whatever you're stressing about, whether it's like paying your next round of bills or getting some project done at your house, or maybe it's like a social obligation coming up that you're really worried about, you know, whatever it is, I'm not saying don't do that thing. I'm not saying that thing is a waste of your time and you're not going to feel any different after doing it. What I'm saying is if your life feels like just an endless string of solving those problems and not really getting any breaks before another problem comes in, you're going to need to add another tool to your tool belt besides just dealing with or getting through the day-to-day stressors if you want to experience real relief from anxiety. What you're gonna actually have to do, metaphorically, and I'll give you practical tips for this in just a second, but metaphorically, the way to actually reduce your anxiety long-term is not to remove stressors from the worry bin because it will just get filled in with something else, but to change the size of the worry bin, to shrink the worry bin. You will never be able to stop your brain from keeping the worry bin full, and that is not even unique to people with anxiety. All people have basically a pretty finite level of stress. And no matter how many problems we solve, we never really get to like prolonged period of no worries. That's just not a realistic thing to expect in like adult human life. The way that you can feel less anxiety, less stress, less worry is to use strategies that shrink the amount of space that is allocated for stress and worry in your brain. So that's something you're gonna have to do in addition to actually solving the problems that get put there. So that's metaphorically the strategy for dealing with the worry bin. What do you actually do to shrink the size of that worry bin? There are many, many strategies that can help with that. And ultimately, each of these could be their own category, their own video. I'm gonna give you a brief overview of a few of my favorite coping skills today. Some of these I have done full videos on, some of these I will do full videos on. One that I really like is something called mindful reflection. If you've ever heard of rumination, rumination is something, it's, it's a little more correlated with depression than anxiety, but it can come with either one. Rumination is when we look back on things in our lives like regrets or failures or losses or things we feel like we screwed up and we just kind of keep that tape playing again and again and again, almost always on something negative, something bad, something embarrassing or something that we're ashamed of. Mindful reflection is essentially taking that same strategy of like thinking about something in your past repeatedly, but with mindful reflection, we are intentionally and purposely choosing something that counteracts the feeling of anxiety. So a lot of anxiety, a a lot of us who are walking around out there with some really big worry bins, like all-consuming worry bins, don't have a lot of faith or confidence or trust in ourselves and that exacerbates our anxiety because not only do we stress about the things that may or may not happen, we also feel like we probably don't have the tools to deal with those stressors or situations unless we maybe have like a foolproof immaculate plan or strategy and that's where a lot of the anticipatory anxiety comes from is feeling like we need to develop this strategy. When you look back on victories, on things you've handled well, I'll be more specific. I don't want to be vague. Let's say that you're stressing about a social obligation you have coming up, like a work party or a holiday get together or or something like that. And you have a lot of anxiety in social or interpersonal situations. So this is a big stressor for you your your default thought process will be like i'm not good at socializing i I, i'm awkward i'm clumsy i don't know what to say i'm too quiet i talk too much you know whatever um I'm, i'm gonna make a fool of myself i'm not gonna handle it right and i'm not gonna enjoy it if you believed in your ability to skillfully and successfully navigate social situations a lot of that anxiety about this upcoming social obligation probably would decrease right it wouldn't necessarily be that you suddenly enjoy that type of thing, but that you believe in your ability to handle it. So if you use mindful reflection to think about other social situations you have been in that you feel like you've handled pretty well, and you really purposely, consciously spend a lot of time thinking about those experiences, what that should do is it should shrink the size of your social worry bin. Not because those things become easier necessarily, but because you have more faith in your ability to handle them. And therefore, that helps your brain believe, maybe I don't need to plan for this quite as much as I think that I do, because maybe I'm actually a little bit better at this type of thing than I let myself believe. So that's how you can use mindful reflection to shrink the size of your worry bin. Another mindfulness-based tool that you can use, So mindful reflection you'd use like before the thing is happening, right? This is a mindfulness tool you might use in the stressful situation. is something called mindfulness questions. And these are really simple questions that you can ask yourself and then answer in order to decrease the anxiety you're feeling in the moment, in that situation. Take that same example, a social situation. Your mind's probably telling you the whole time you're in that situation. I'm making a fool out of myself. I'm not handling this well. Uh, people don't like me. You know, P- I, no one really wants to talk to me. Mindfulness questions are questions you can ask yourself to assess the validity of those thoughts and see if they're actually playing out in the way that you subconsciously assume that they are. So your brain says no one's enjoying interacting with you. Well, what do what does the tone of voice, body language, nonverbals words and general behavior of the people around me tell me about that. It's amazing how rarely we actually ask and answer critical questions about the thoughts that our depression and anxiety tell us. It's like we just assume that they're true because maybe they have been in the past and and we don't bother to like update that information. So often when you decide to actually fact check your depression or your anxiety in the moment and ask questions that can help you assess whether the thing you're afraid of is actually happening, you find that most of the evidence available to you suggests this isn't going the way I thought it was going to go. This is actually going better than I anticipated. But you won't automatically realize that. You might think you would, but once you get this lens, you put these, you put these goggles on, right? I see myself as a socially unskilled person. You see everything through these goggles and it changes how everything looks unless you take the goggles off by asking yourself questions that get at whether the thing you're afraid of is actually happening or not. The third brief strategy I'm gonna run through with you that can really help shrink the size of your worry bin is to use what are called skillful distractions. Skillful distractions are ways that you can get your mind off of the stress and onto something else. They're essentially ways of training your brain not to spend so much time and not to devote so many resources to worrying or stressing. If you introduce things into your environment and train your brain to pay attention to them, things that are high stimulation, low stress, and high novelty, in other words, things that are really interesting or engaging to your brain, but don't carry a lot of like anxiety or expectations with them, your brain can become trained to focus more on these things and less on the stressor. So if every time you're experiencing a lot of anticipatory anxiety, if you have sort of like a protocol, like I'll do... 10 minutes of Sudoku, and then I'll listen to a podcast for 10 minutes, and then I'll read for 10 minutes, and then I go for a walk. Something kind of like that. If those things are, you know, those are just examples. Those may or may not be actually stimulating to you. But stack a bunch of things together that your brain finds really stimulating and really engaging. Things that when you do them, you find that you don't think about much else. And anytime you get really stuck in your anticipatory anxiety, run this protocol. Do those things in that order. What that does is it trains your brain to not stay stuck on the anxiety for so long. It trains your brain to not hold quite so much space for all the stressors that are going to be constantly coming your way. I know that those were very brief overviews of the coping tools. Um, Each one really, like I said, could be their own video and I probably will make each one its own piece of content in the future. The main piece of information that I want you to come away with, uh, come away from today with, that's what I'm trying to say, is that life is going to throw an endless amount of stressors at you. And you can't just constantly solve those stressors and expect to experience prolonged periods of peace or relaxation or contentment, especially if you have a chronic anxiety disorder because before too long, your brain will fill in that empty space that you've created by solving that problem or making it through that stressor with the next worry. And even when, it, there, this is frustrating, I know, but like, there's no end to it. Even if you think, well, I have all these really big problems right now, like really major stressors, and I know I'll always have some stressors, but won't I feel way different once I'm down to the point where I just have small stressors? I'm not going to say you won't feel different at all. There is there is a difference between someone who's facing like poverty and isolation and chronic health issues versus someone who's facing like, for lack of a better term, more average or typical life stressors. But that difference is not nearly as big as you would imagine it to be, because the size of your worry bin doesn't necessarily shrink just because your life gets better. Many of the people who I work with who have severe symptoms of anxiety, objectively speaking, have lives that are fairly typical in terms of the amount of, I know you can't really objectively rate someone's stress because there is an internal subjective component to it, but they don't have lives that you would look at and be like, oh my gosh, that's that's like an incredibly stressful life. A lot of them are facing the same kind of stressors that most people are in general but their brain is just so trained to have this massive worry bin and keep it constantly full that no matter how good or easy or or consistent their life becomes, their stress level does not really decline nearly as much as you would think it would. And the only way to really reach that place of, of relatively sustained peace is by shrinking that worry bin. I hope that that makes sense to you today and I hope that it is helpful today. Side note, please let me know how my video quality was today. I got a new webcam, it's a 4K webcam, and the previous uh, device I was recording on was 1080p. So hopefully I look a lot more crisp and clear today, um, but I would love to have your feedback on that. I will see you guys next time. Thank you as always for your support and take care.